Hello, and welcome again to Dad Bod by Jesse. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, whether it's through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other number of platforms. We also ask that you tell a friend and have him or her listen. The more times you listen, the more people that subscribe, the higher our ratings get and the more visibility we have. We're actually approaching a thousand listens and we just want to get the word out and increase the visibility of Dad Bod by Jesse. So again, if you like it, tell a friend. Today, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to my son, Brandon. It is amazing how fast time goes by when you're a dad. I can remember when he was born. I can remember coaching him in soccer when he was a toddler. And now he is in high school, taller than I am, playing basketball. It has been quite a journey. And Brandon and I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. And I love you. Let's talk strength training. Strength training has been one of the things I've absolutely loved since I started working out as a young man. According to the Mayo Clinic, the benefits of strength training are pretty extensive. First of all, it's going to help you develop strong bones. By stressing the bones, it puts the bones in a situation where they have to get more dense and they have to get stronger. So as a result, your body responds and makes those bones more dense and less susceptible to fractures later on in life when perhaps you have a fall. It's going to help you manage your weight. Strength training is a big part of a weight reduction and weight management plan. By increasing your strength and increasing your muscle mass, you are burning more calories by just sitting there and maintaining that existing muscle mass than if it was more fat than muscle. It's going to manage chronic conditions such as uh, arthritis, back pain, obesity, heart disease, depression, and diabetes. It's also going to enhance your quality of life, which is one of the things that I've emphasized since the beginning of this podcast, is that you have to have a long-term goal. You have to have a vision. Part of my vision, part of my long-term goal is to be the best physical version of myself that I can be so I can enjoy my life and in such a way where I can be very active with my kids, my grandkids, and who knows, my great-grandkids. Uh, but I want to be as active as I can be for as long as I can be. So as we said before, uh, we want you to be safe. We don't want you to get injured. So please, if you have a chronic condition or if you're older than the age of 40 and you haven't been active recently, please check with your doctor before you start a strength training program. One of the first things that I would recommend is to download an app to your phone by the name of JFIT. Uh, it is J as in Jesse, E-F-I-T, JFIT. The reason I like this app so much is because, one, it's free. Two, it has a large number of exercises that are differentiated by body part. And it also is, it's 
very easy to follow and the instructions are accurate, the names are accurate. So it's a great starting point for someone that is interested in looking to do exercises for certain body parts and in a safe manner because, it, again, it gives a proper instruction. It's also good for the experienced uh, strength trainer because it is, like I said, it has a large number of exercises that maybe you haven't done in a long time or maybe you've overlooked or you've never been exposed to before. So with any strength training program, one of the things that you want to be aware of is how much you're lifting, uh, what the volume of the lifts are, and what the intensity is. So with that, it is important to record it. And in my case, I actually carry around a little notebook. And the best notebooks I found have actually been at Target. And they sell them in packs of three or five. And they're very manageable. They're probably, let's see, probably like three inches by two inches. And what I do is I'll record in that notebook what I'm doing for that day, uh, my cardio and my strength training. That way I can refer to it later on and adjust my program accordingly. So whether you are just starting out or you're an advanced lifter, I focus on five major movements for my overall strength training program. Those five movements are the squat, the pull-up, the bench press, a deadlift, and the military press. So those five movements make up my entire strength training program. And I have exercises that help those specific movements. So I would work on one of those movements per day that I'm working on strength training and then have ancillary exercises to support that movement for that day. So that's how I divvy up my strength training so whether you're starting out at two times per week, one time per week, or on up to five to seven times per week, you are going to focus on, again, just in this instance, maybe the squat for that day and then have ancillary exercises to support that quote unquote squat day. Now in future episodes, we'll focus specifically on exercises that are for the squat or for the pull-up and et cetera. But for the purposes of today, we're just going to have an overall view because these are complex exercises. Uh, I encourage you to have someone with you or maybe have someone look at your technique that's at the gym, specifically with the squat and the deadlift. Those are very advanced exercises, and they are done incorrectly more often than not. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I see people in the gym that are doing squats incorrectly and deadlifts incorrectly, and it's an exercise that you can definitely hurt yourself with, so it is important to learn the technique with little or no weight in such a manner that you have it down. You know how to do a squat. You know how to do a deadlift. So if you're a beginner, focus on just the technique. Focus on just using your body weight because you will get an exercise. You will get a workout from just doing body weight squats, 
body weight deadlifts to work on a technique that maybe you look at the JFIT app, maybe you look online, uh, maybe you have, again, someone at the gym that is a little more advanced that can look at your technique, but make sure that you learn those specific movements uh, before you try to advance in the weight in such a manner that you may hurt yourself. Now, it is important to warm up before any strength training workout. You want to do anywhere between 5 and 10 minutes of light cardio, maybe on a treadmill or a bike or a Stairmaster, something to where you're actually starting to sweat a little bit. So that's when you know you're warmed up, quote-unquote, uh, because when you warm up, you get all the blood flowing and your muscles are a little more flexible and they're ready to be challenged in your strength training workout. The next step would be to do the actual movement that you're going to be strength training. So if you're doing squats that day, you actually do some body squats to get those muscles used to the movement that you're going to be challenging them. So how often should we strength train? Uh, I, again, let my body dictate how often I strength train on specific muscle groups or how often in general. So if you're just starting out, uh, you're going to be introduced to something called delayed onset muscle soreness. So what is that? Uh, it's called DOMS as far as the acronym. And basically, when you experience DOMS, it's basically a micro tear of the muscles that you're working out. So let's say you're doing squats and you're starting to feel some things the next day in your quads, in your hamstrings, in your glutes, and you are sore. You just It hurts to touch them. It hurts to move them. And that delayed onset muscle soreness is normal as long as it doesn't last longer than 48 hours after the actual exercise. So if you worked squats on Monday and you are still experiencing it on Thursday, then you went too far. Uh, you want to look at your program and, again, look, pull out that notebook and say, okay, I think I did too much. I'm going to have to adjust this for next time. But that's going to be how you dictate uh, what your level of intensity and the level of volume that you're going to do for that workout is going to be dictated by the DOMS, by the delayed onset muscle soreness. That is going to be what leads you through your strength training program. Now, again, delayed onset muscle soreness is normal, and it is basically micro tears of the muscle. And what happens is when those micro tears are experienced, you are then going to repair those muscles. And when you repair those muscles, you are going to come back stronger than you were before what caused the delayed onset muscle soreness. So it's very important that we work out at such an intensity that, yes, we do get delayed onset muscle soreness, but not so much that it's lasting longer than 48 hours after the exercise. And also, don't be concerned if you don't get delayed onset muscle soreness because there's other factors that are at play that where maybe you don't get it because you were well hydrated or your nutrition was at such a high level that your body was able to repair the muscles uh, more quickly. So it's not necessarily a bad thing if you don't get the delayed onset muscle soreness, but it, it is a good way to gauge how frequent you're going to work that specific large movement that we spoke to earlier. 
So how do we deal with the delayed onset muscle soreness? Well, the worst thing that you can do is lay in bed or lay on the couch. We do not want to do that because it's going to set us up for stiffness uh, after the delayed onset muscle soreness has gone away. And it, it's also not going to help our overall activity level and our caloric expenditure. So what you want to do is focus more on low impact activities, working out those same muscles to get the blood flowing in and out of those muscles and carrying good nutrients in and taking the excess waste out. And that is going to help our muscles repair themselves in a more timely manner and more effectively. So again, back to the squat. So now your quads are killing you, your hamstrings are killing you, your glutes are killing you. And you're like, okay, what am I going to do? Well, uh, let's do some mild stretching. Uh, let's go for a walk. Uh, let's go for a swim. Uh, let's uh, move around uh, in a nice environment, maybe like a hot tub or a warm bath. Uh, I'm a big proponent of baths. I'm a big proponent of hot tubs and uh, saunas and any type of heat that's going to get that blood moving a little better. And it's also going to feel good on your on your muscles themselves and allow you to maybe even do some stretching. So all of those things can help you. And then, of course, the cryotherapy, which we talked about in the last episode. So all of these things can help you get through the delayed onset muscle soreness in a more effective way. But the worst thing you can do, like I said, is lay on the couch or lay in bed. Do not do that. So how are you going to design your strength training program? So basically, you're going to use those five primary movements that we talked about before, the squat, the pull-up, bench press, deadlift, and military press. You're going to choose one of those activities for that day, and that's going to be your movement, uh, your primary movement that you'll be doing for that day. So you'll start out with that first, and then you'll have three what I call ancillary exercises that are going to ultimately help that movement in future workouts. So for instance, let's take the bench press. So you're going to do the bench press first while you're fresh and ready to go. And then after that, you'll do three other exercises to support that bench press movement later on. So you may do a machine fly after that. And then after that, maybe you do some push-ups. And then after that, maybe you do some cable crossovers. So that would be your quote-unquote bench press workout for that day. Now, as far as the number of reps, the number of sets, uh, we're going to get into that more specifically in later episodes. But in general, we can talk about that now. Uh, in general, with a large movement like the bench press, you're going to do anywhere between 5 and 10 reps per set. And then for your ancillary exercises, like uh, as we said, the push-ups or the machine fly, what you can do is increase the number of reps by decreasing the weight because, again, it's just an ancillary exercise. So you're going to do anywhere between 10 and possibly 20 reps for anywhere between three and five sets. Now, whether you're a beginner or you're more advanced with the strength training, what's nice with these exercises is that you can modify them to your level. So whether it's a squat or a military press, you can modify it with the amount of weight that you're using to what you can handle. Again, letting the delayed onset muscle soreness be your guide. 
And as far as the frequency of number of times per week that you do it, according to the Mayo Clinic, according to the National Institute of Health, you can do anywhere between two and three times, and that would be of tremendous benefit for you. For the more advanced lifters, you'll find that it may take five or seven times to for you to reach your goals, whether they be strength goals or you're incorporating it to help your ultimate weight management goals. Because as we said before, the more muscle that you have is part of your body. So that higher muscle percentage to where you have more muscle, that is going to increase your metabolism because it's going to take more calories to sustain that muscle than as if you did not have that muscle at all. And so as a result, the person that has a higher muscle percentage, a lower body fat percentage, is going to be burning more calories just by sitting there because the body is using those calories just to maintain that muscle. Now, one of the concerns I hear primarily from women is that if they strength train too much, they're going to get bulky and they don't want to become quote unquote muscle bound. Basically, that is a myth. And what's going to happen when you start to strength train and you gain more strength and you get more muscle, that muscle will become more dense. So picture an object like a marshmallow. If that marshmallow is fluffy and not very dense, but if you were to squeeze that same marshmallow to half its size, then it becomes more dense, but it's still the same marshmallow. So that's what's happening is. So you may feel better in your clothes and they, you like the way that you look, but your weight may stay the same. You may even increase some pounds. So that is one of the things that I spoke to in earlier episodes as far as looking at weight for a measurement. That may not be the best thing depending on how much strength training you're doing because you may actually maintain or even gain weight but still feel better in your clothes and be more fit. Even as a woman advances in her strength training program, she can expect that her physique will not become overmuscular or muscle-bound. This is because of her high levels of estrogen and her low levels of testosterone. So that, again, muscle-bound look is not a concern for women even as they advance in their strength training program. So whether you are a man or a woman, a strength training program is an essential component to becoming the best physical version of yourself. As always, remember to enjoy the journey. This is Dad Bod by Jesse.